Welcome back, Michael Jackson fans, music lovers alike, to another episode of the Black Jackson Estate Presents the 12 Days of Christmas. We are currently on day seven. We are in day seven of our 12-part series that now has become an annual tradition for us, releasing 12 mini-episodes, mini-ish episodes about Michael Jackson, his career, things we don't want or don't feel that we can cover in a more in a longer or more traditional episode of the podcast we put them together in these bite-sized components package them up put a bow on top and say merry christmas from the black jackson estate thank you once again for joining us on this day seven if you've been rocking with us since day one god bless if this is your first day listening in you have a treat and you have some things to catch up on if you are keeping up with each day as it goes by i think that's the best way to do it Um, So thank you so much for listening to these episodes. Thank you so much for supporting us all year long. This really is our end of the year. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being listeners. Thank you for engaging us. Thank you for continuing the legacy of Michael Jackson and in just being a fan and supporting the music content that he created during his lifetime. Uh, We certainly appreciate all you do to support the Black Jackson Estate podcast and listen it's not too late to support the Black Jackson Estate Podcast. We have multiple ways you can support us. If you really enjoy this content, feel free. Join us on our Patreon. Come on, we've got three different tiers of subscribers. Join in for as little as $5 a month. You can become a Patreon subscriber. We have so much to talk about in there. We have good conversation. And I think we love our little Patreon community. We're looking forward to it growing in the next year and beyond. If Patreon maybe isn't your commitment at this point in time, there's still ways to support the Black Jackson Estate podcast. You can give on Cash App. You can give on PayPal. You can give either way. We appreciate every donation. It goes to supporting the costs that are incurred to run this podcast, and there are costs associated, but we love this show. We love doing it, and we always appreciate a thank you in the form of a monetary donation. We appreciate all the comments online as well, but thank you. Put a little oomph behind your uh, support online and drop us a donation. We really appreciate it. And it goes to help us produce this wonderful show that we're so glad we started. We're so glad we were able to fill a space in the Michael community when it came down to conversations about his life, his career. And that space we feel is really from a perspective of not only just millennials, but Black millennials who are celebrating the number one artist literally of our lifetime, I think ever. Um, in pop music and in modern history for sure. So I've said that, that's kind of my spiel. I've got user 1.5 again here with me. If you guys are thinking, oh my goodness, where is user two? That's a good question. Um, We don't, (laughs) we actually don't know (laughs) ourselves um, where user two is. She was supposed to be on today's episode. And so user two, um, you're like, where's Waldo now um, with dreads? And we'll, we'll, I guess we'll find you at some point. She will be making an appearance. I don't know when, but you know, we've got five more days left. So I definitely am sure she will be joining us at some point. But for right now, it's just been a Bonnie uh, and Bonnie scenario. And that's okay. We understand uh, that, listen, y'all, Life happens and it's really tough all throughout the year, which is again, kind of highlights what we're telling you. We love doing the show, but it's certainly a labor of love. So we appreciate your support. We look forward to seeing you user two. 
maybe real soon, maybe. But anyway, user 1.5, welcome back to day seven. How are you feeling? We are over halfway now through the 12 days. Mm -hmm. We're over halfway through the 12 days of Christmas. We're on the back end of this thing. Have you enjoyed these many episodes? We did it last year and it was like a fire sale. It was very difficult. And we obviously didn't learn a thing and we duplicated some of those same uh, habits this year. But I enjoy doing these. What about you? You know, I I do enjoy it, but our toxic trait is definitely waiting until the last minute to get these episodes out. Okay. (laughs) And for those of you out there in, you know, not radio land, because this is a radio, but in podcast land, you know, start to finish recording, editing, uploading. It, It is a process. And we, did not learn from last year. Clearly too many days have passed from last year to now. And we thought it was a great idea to do this again, but we do it out of love, L-O-V-E. And so this has been fun, just talking about some things that we normally don't get to talk about, so. Amen. And I think, again, it just, we, we you know, if we were just sitting around twiddling our thumbs, I might say, y'all could have did this a little better. But the truth is that we're busy ladies, very, very busy ladies. So this obviously, of course, again, is a labor of love for us. It is truly a sacrifice to do these and to say, we just want to do this for the Michael community. And we want to do this because we have gotten so much out of being Michael Jackson fans. This is our gift to the greater Michael community. So we're back again, day seven. Day seven is all about, we're going to travel back in time, guys, for day seven. Day seven is all about the Jackson's variety show. Very short-lived variety show. We're really, really, really interested in having this discussion and hearing some feedback from you guys. So join us as we talk about the Jackson's Variety Show from 1976. Just to give some background here, 1976 really was a crazy year for the Jacksons, the Jackson family. And user 1.5, what's the biggest reason we all know that 1976 was crazy for the Jacksons? I don't know what happened in 1976. All right, we're going to take her fan card. 1976 is the year the Jacksons leave Motown. Oh, and go over to CBS. Well, it wasn't crazy. They were trying to keep their coin. Joe had oh, Joe was mad. Jermaine stayed. Yeah, this is crazy. It's a big shakeup. 1976 it represents a well, very everybody big everybody was leaving Motown. No shade, but everybody was leaving Motown at this time. Just that that might be that might be true. But the Jacksons leaving was very big. Um, and they tried to kind of balance out the press they were going to give about leaving Motown. Barry Gordy ends up keeping the name, suing them, all this other crazy stuff happens, but they end up leaving for a lot of the same reasons. Other artists were also jumping the boat over at Motown, but they leave Motown and they go to CBS records. Now, before they leave Motown, because they don't leave Motown until, well, let's, let's put it like this. Their contract with Motown ends in March of 76. Prior to March, they toured a little bit in February. They were in the Philippines. They did a couple the shows in the Philippines in February then in March that's when their contract ends and then they are off to the races by June they are doing their variety show which the variety show is airing on CBS obviously their CBS records act at this point and the show was based on their Las Vegas shows and featured the entire family Michael Marlon Tito not Jermaine Randy Jackie Latoya Rebe, Janet, you're talking about eight of nine were on this show with Joe Jackson being 
and executive producer as well, helping to steer this boat. Very short-lived show, only 12 episodes, about a year worth of content, but seems to be a bright spot for a lot of fans who I'm sure turned their TVs on to watch this show and were excited to see this family on TV. User 1.5, imagine you you were a, a, a teenager in 1976 and you're a Motown fan, you're a Jackson's fan. How excited on a one to 10 are you to see these guys on TV on their very own variety show? I can imagine that the excitement was similar to like me in the early 2000s, anytime NSYNC or the Backstreet Boys was like at a show or on TRL or something. And I was like really excited. And I'm like, oh, I have to watch because I want to see what they say because they're so cute. And I like this one. This is my favorite. So I can imagine that the excitement was the same. I get to see Michael, Marlon, Tito, Jackie, Randy, Jan, Rivi, Latoya every week. What? And they are a Black family on primetime TV mm-hmm. on a major network, which and is that's a important. huge deal. Yeah, that's important to say, right? Like, uh, we, we don't have too many just all Black, essentially they become an all Black show, right? With guest appearances from other people but that's a that's a pretty big deal and I think I would be super excited if I were a fan in the 70s and this came on if you were a fan in the 70s and you remember this premiering we want to hear we want to hear from you we want to hear what that was like we want to hear what your how you remember that period because I can just imagine that it was absolutely phenomenal to be able to see these guys and their sisters, this this family that Black America was super proud of on TV in this way, even though they were no longer with Motown. I know that we were really proud and we would love to hear some feedback from some fans who are old enough to remember this show when it was on TV and what your impressions were of it at the time. I also want to make this kind of, so also this is, um, this message is for Tito and Jackie. Um, Hi, Tito and Jackie. So on your website, uh, thejacksons.com, someone has that this show was the series on ABC. And then on the very same page, it says it was a CBS series. So um, it's just a little little error. Um, But those are two different companies, of course. So, I mean, somebody might just want to go clean it up. Don't you hate these people like this, y'all? They got to point out that you done made a mistake. That's constructive criticism. Uh Uh-uh, they might be. That's constructive criticism. All I'm saying is clearly it was not an ABC show. They were not on ABC. It's like, actually, okay, it's too inconsistent. It's an inconsistency on the page. And clearly it's CBS. But someone who don't know will just be confused. Like, were they on CBS or were they on ABC? That's all I'm saying. Merry Christmas, Tito and Jackie. Love y'all. Okay, so moving on. I also want to make this note. 1976 was a busy-ass year for the Jackson family. They moved record labels. They were on tour. Their first album on CBS Record comes out in November of that year. I mean, they were so busy in 1976. Can y'all imagine being this busy? Like, we just talked about how busy we are. But there's nothing compared to what these young men and children. Michael hasn't reached the age of majority yet. Janet um, has not reached the raised age of majority yet. Randy hasn't reached the age of majority yet. Marlon hasn't reached the age of majority yet, I don't think. Marlon is like 19. Well, no, he's so he has. Yeah. But I mean, these are still kids and very young adults. And they are literally jet setting around the world, Vegas shows, TV shows, tours albums contract disputes ending a contract with your first real big 
you know, record label. What do you think about all that using 1.5? If you, can you imagine being one of these guys? I would love to hear them talk about just this year alone in their career. They are welcome to come on the Black Jackson State podcast and do so. But what, I mean, can you imagine what it was like for them, for this family? You know, it, I think for me, it, the, the part about the year that stands out the most, and this is just because I'm, I'm, I'm on my own mental health journey. The part that stands out to me is, that they broke up with Motown, right? And for these guys who were children when they signed with Motown and for them, Motown was a family and Barry Gordy was like a second dad. I mean, they stayed in a man's house, you know? I think that that is what made it such a big deal. Emotionally, I feel like it was probably super draining for the guys. And then on top of that, you have Jermaine who decided to stay at Motown and not be with his brothers for the first time in his life. And that too is emotionally draining. So I'm sure that the work or overwork as we're looking at it now was probably welcome because it kept them from sitting and really thinking about how emotionally draining this, that year had, you know, was for them, but man, they were on the move, but they were hardworking young men and women. Cause we got Janet and Latoya and Reby out there doing a thug thizzle too so right and I think you kind of hit the nail on the head look at how busy they were did they have time to stop and deal with the emotions and the mental space that they were in given how seismic of changes these huge changes that were happening in their professional lives and in and and how it spilled over into their personal lives right like little homie said in the Jackson's and American Dream Jermaine I look to my left and you know you're not there you know, how can I do these shows? And you gone. And, you know, we know Joe was not happy about that because he really felt like Jermaine had not. Um, well, Joe wasn't happy. About he should have stayed. With the group. But so. also, let's so let's bring it up. We know this was you know how we know this was really emotional and traumatic for them. This exact topic about what was happening in this year with Jermaine at the very least came up in their reality show. Chad, they were still crying about Jermaine had a nerd shed a tear over it. I, I felt mean, like came- y'all were mad at me. Tito said, I won't think of nothing about it. They were funny. If y'all haven't seen that scene, it's, it tickled me. It reminds me of all of my family members and, and them having a conversation with each other. Jermaine up there crying and the rest of them was like, well, we didn't know what, what you was going on with you. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, but it kind of, like this clearly was a big time. And I, I think you're saying, you're saying something now, like, what does it mean? These kids did not have a chance to stop and just decompress. It sound, it doesn't sound like it just looking at all they had to do. It don't seem like it, you know, doesn't seem like that was a real opportunity for them and to the benefit of the world who got to be entertained by them. But at what personal cost did it come to these, to these young, these young people and to this family? I think that's something sometimes maybe we don't think about, but when you look at how much they were doing in just this year alone, it's kind of evident that it was a lot going on. So we want to take a look. We want to appreciate and honor this variety show, which I think Michael at the end did not really enjoy having to have done, but it's a part of his history. It's part of the Jackson's history and it's actually not that bad. So let's take a look at some of the more standout moments on this show. And now, beautiful Jackson sister, get it on. This is my sister, Reedy. Get it on. Woo! Come on, 
poor Betty. They, now, now this clip, they done brought Betty White out and she looks absolutely beautiful, but also she was not one. She was barely hanging on to that beat. Lord. She was trying, but this is from 1977. It aired in February of 77. She didn't really do much. And I think this clip highlights something else about this show. Michael really carried this show. Yeah. As far as the singing numbers, the dancing numbers, he really carried this show. They had like little segments that were cute where Janet and Randy would maybe come out and do something. And of course they had like the little funny skits and things like that. But when it came down to the songs and the performances, Michael really, truly carried the show. So there, so I do want to say, you know, their first guest on the first episode was Sonny Bono, which is, is fantastic to me because Sonny Bono at this point, well, I think he was, he was mayor of Palm Springs. And so he wasn't necessarily an entertainer anymore. He was a politician. And the fact that they decided to have him on as their first guest on their first show, what do you think about that user user one? Well, I think first of all, you need to explain who Sonny Bono is because everybody don't know. If y'all don't Sonny know, then what are y'all is. doing? Lord Jesus. Everybody doesn't know. Oh who God, you're about. I, I forget some of y'all are okay. Share. Y'all know share. Do you believe that share? Okay. Sonny was her first husband. And he actually had a variety show with his wife, Cher. It was called the Sonny and Cher Show. And they would do skits. They would sing songs together. It was very wholesome and very sweet. What was that song that they sung on every episode? And they say we're young, but mm-hmm. we don't know. Won't find out. Babe, I got you. Yeah. Babe. And let me be clear, this is some, they are not of our generation either. The reason I even know is because of Cher, that I know Mm -hmm. who Sonny is. So, but I know there's some folks that listen to us who have absolutely no concept of all. And honestly, you wouldn't, unless you just super deep into music to know who Sonny, Sonny is. But yeah, that's who he is. I think the cool thing is that they pulled someone who had a variety show. And had them as their first guest on their variety show. And I want to play a clip of Sonny Bono on the show with the Jacksons because I think this is this is really fun to watch and listen to. So you guys take a listen and then we'll talk about it on the other side. So 
that was from the very first episode of the Variety Show. It aired on June the 16th. I had to put my glasses on, y'all, because that six looked like an eight without my glasses. It, it aired on June 16th, 1976. Tony Bono was the guest. So we heard there in the clip Michael Jackson singing the lead to For Once in My Life and Sonny Bono also singing lead with him. And user one, what do you think? He actually sounds good. Sonny sounds really good in this clip and he looks very, he looks well in this, in this clip. So what did you think about Sonny and what do you think about him being their first guest? CBS put this together and the boys came and the girls came and did what they were told to do. The highlights of this show are obviously the singing. That's why if you're a fan, that's why you're watching it and the little skits and all that other stuff. Okay. Ha ha ha. That's cute. But you're really here to hear the singing, right? And that's those are the highlights of this show. The guests just bring more star power to the show. So you have Muhammad Ali, Red Fox, Sonny Bono. You know, I think Cher was on the show too at one point. You have all these different guests that are just going to bring more star power to the show. You have people who are popular at the time. Of course, we saw Betty White um, and other people who whose name may not have made it long into the history books but they were popular during this period of time of american pop music and history they just bring more it draws more people into the show right it gives the jackson something to do because remember y'all the jackson signed with cbs at a time when cbs was not sure whether or not to sign the jacksons right like wasn't it walter yet somebody had to go to bat for the jacksons to even be signed because they were thought of as a has-been group and there was like, mm, we don't, we think their time is over, but Michael's kind of a bright spot. You know what I mean? And it became this thing. So they're really trying to promote and bring in and bolster this group before, this is all before the album drops, the Jacksons, their first album for CBS records. So all of these things, bringing in the celebrities, the songs, reminding people how good this group is. Uh, highlighting how talented honestly Michael is super duper talented uh, the star truly of the Jacksons and just having people like Sonny Bono some other folks come on Ed McMahon Joey Bishop Red Fox like I said George Miller all these different people the, the Nicholas brothers came by this is all to help bring in an audience booster the show and shine a real big spotlight on the Jacksons which is their new artist, their new group. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I just want to say, you know, so this show aired on Wednesday nights. It was a 30 minute show and it only lasted. I mean, I guess you can call it one season. It was only 12 episodes though. So it debuted in 1976. It The last episode aired March 9th, 1977. And I think what really stands out to me and we were looking for this episode we we were looking for full episodes of the jackson variety show the only site that we were able to find full episodes on is called videa.com v-i-d-e-a.com and we watched one of the episodes so it's about 26 minutes the same you know the same running time as any sitcom would be and we watched it and like user one said the highlight of the show is Michael and his singing. The episode we watched, she was actually singing Ben. And Randy and Janet actually were stand out to me 
in this variety show because you can tell that they, A, spend a lot of time together. They were like freaking frat. But they also were very cute, very funny, very clever, very witty. And this is Janet just prior to her good times run. So she's, you know, think little penny. Like it, it was a very good, they did a very good job in their segment. And they were actually more memorable than anybody else in the show. So it was Janet, Randy, and Michael, which is not surprising, I don't think, to anyone. But yeah. The standout is Michael. Michael is carrying the show and good for him. But also think of all the work that it put on Michael. And Michael has famously said, and I'm going to pull out my Moonwalker book so I can uh, so I can look up this passage specifically. But Michael has famously said that he thought it was a dumb move and he treats this variety show or he treated this variety show the same way Janet treats her first two albums. Like they, it just don't exist. Trash, sour. All I can say is this, the Jackson 5, and so there's a famous clip of, and I think maybe and at 30, maybe he was just too close to it. It had just happened like less than 10 years before or a little more than 10 years before. And maybe he was just too close to this thing to see the value in it. But I think it's actually a valuable piece of American history, pop history, the Jackson's history. Muhammad Ali's in this. Michael's famously like airboxing against Muhammad Ali. Uh, The Nicholas brothers who are just probably the best tap dancing duo in American history. Definitely one of the best. And they also taught Michael and Janet how to tap big pieces of of history especially during the 30s and the 40s them coming on the show there's so many bright spots and I'm sure that those were bright spots to Michael I, I imagine they would have been having these people on but overall it sounds like he just did not enjoy the show at all but this show helps give Janet Jackson a little real a little acting real and then next thing what do we see from her she's on good times and she she look at all the practice and all the things she got to be exposed to that prepared her at this point in her career those things were preparing her for the many things that came later and a lot of that was due in large part to the foresight of a Joe Jackson who really turned his kids into an entertainment conglomerate you know and he was like he was like, listen, you can sing, you can dance, you better learn how to act. You better, I mean, he literally invested all of this and poured it into his children. And these are some of the early stages of that. They could not have known at this point that these were the seeds that were being planted for what was to come later in their life. They could not have known it, but this is a part of that. This is a part of the seeds that are planted. And I think that's amazing. And the same for the brothers, the other brothers as well. Of course, it's easy to see how Michael is the big shining light here. And I, what do you think is 1.5? We talk about what's their jealousy. It's to be a little, a little jealousy, a little envy. Is that just natural? People try to act like that's not natural. I mean, if you have one sibling that's getting all the glory all the time, but you feel like you're working just as hard and we're all out here doing this thing, I think it's kind of natural for them to maybe have felt some levels of envy or jealousy towards Michael, even if they did their best to not show it or allow it to, to take over their relationship with him. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, listen, we all have done a group project. If you haven't done one, then count yourself lucky or it's coming, okay? In a group project, there's always the one standout, but everybody gets the same grade. 
And everybody usually, everybody feels like they deserve whatever grade they get, despite the amount of work that they put in or didn't put in. I'll say this about Michael and, um, and this variety show. He could not have done it without them because they were a unit at the time. But he clearly did. He was he was the one bringing in the ratings, the ratings that they had. And I did I do want to read from Moonwalk an excerpt of, of what Michael says. So this is from Michael Jackson's um, biography, autobiography. Excuse me, Moonwalk. And Michael says that there were people from CBS Television at our Las Vegas shows, and they approached us about doing a variety show for the upcoming summer. We were very interested and pleased that we were going to be recognized as more than just a Motown group. Over time, this distinction would not be lost on us because we had creative control over our Las Vegas review. It was harder for us to return to our lack of freedom in recording and writing music once we got back to Los Angeles. So he's Michael is saying that CBS approached them about the variety show prior to them leaving Motown. Motown happens, they leave, Jermaine stays, and then Michael says this. Around the time that Jermaine left, things were further complicated for us because of the fact that we were doing a stupid summer replacement TV series. It was a dumb move to agree to do that show, and I hated every minute of it. Now, he's talking about this variety show. He says, I love the old Jackson 5 uh, cartoon show. I used to wake up early on Saturday morning and say I'm a cartoon, but I hated doing this television show because I felt it would hurt our recording career rather than help it. I think the TV series is the worst thing an artist who has recorded can ever do. I kept saying, but this is going to hurt our record sales. And others said, no, it's going to help them. They were totally wrong. We had to dress in ridiculous outfits and perform stupid comedy routines to canned laughter. It was all so fake. We didn't have time to learn or master anything about television. We had to create three dance numbers a day trying to meet a deadline. The Nielsen ratings, and Nielsen ratings, for anybody who doesn't know, are the TV ratings um, that go out after a show has aired. So the Nielsen ratings controlled our lives from week to week. I never do it again. It's a dead end road. So Michael probably realized early on that he didn't want to do it, which is probably why we only got a a 12 week run. Well, I'll say this too. I would be interested in hearing what the other brothers have to say and their take on the show. Michael said, I hated every minute of it. Um, But I would be interested to hear what the the other brothers had to say and what the girls had to say. Because again, like think I I imagine that Rebe and Janet and Latoya had a different maybe take and Randy. And maybe even the other brothers, because A, Rebe, Latoya, Janet haven't really been on a whole lot. They were part of the Vegas show. I imagine this was exciting for them. Now they're part of the act and they're on TV. Yeah, and I think Latoya did say that in her book. if If I can find the passage, I'll read it for you guys. But I'm pretty sure she said she was really excited about being in that i would have been excited you know so this is michael's take michael's take alone does not make up the group you know so ain't you ain't bigger than the group uh so this is michael's take he hated it but i would love to hear what the other siblings had to say because maybe he was the only one who hated it 
and everyone else thought it was great. And, and again, we've talked about some of the many things that were happening in their life and in their career during this time. So you can imagine all that's also happening. And maybe that also helped shade his viewing of this. But again, that's him at 30. Would have been interesting to hear him talk about this again at 40. Um, and, you know, do you still view it the same way, you know, or towards the latter years of his life? Do you still view it this way? And it's also important. I just, I don't think we, we say this a lot on our show. We probably talk about the Jacksons more than anybody else in podcast land, right? Like the, we love the MJ cast. They are really centralized around Michael. We really broadened that for us because we really love the Jacksons too. And we just don't know how we can really talk about Michael fully and not talk about them and talk about the family. Um, and we just, we're fans. We're also just fans of this family, right? And so that's why they make such this prominent sort of appearance on our show. But having their voice on the record for a lot of these things is so important. I hope they do it one day. They can certainly come here and do it. Um, oh, we'll, we'll come to you. Jackie, I didn't know how to get to Las Vegas. I've been multiple times. I know how to get there. If you just Many tell me how times. to get to your, tell if you just tell there, me how baby. to get to your, just tell me how to get to your house. Yeah. You know, we'll tell bring something for the kids, there. you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, I think it's so important to get their voice on the record for some of these things. Sometimes we just look at what Michael thought and think that's where it starts and ends. It just doesn't, you know, that's his opinion of this period. But I would love to hear what little Randy had to say. I would love to hear or Randy thinks now as a grown man, what he was thinking at that time. What did Tito think? What did Jermaine think? Was he looking at the show when it aired and going, wow, like was how painful was that for him? Or what did he feel were the emotions? I think that those are some important things that we just were still question marks for us. And hopefully one day we'll be, we'll be a part of hearing the answer to some of those questions. Yeah. And I can't find it in Latoya's book where she talks about it, but honestly, I, I, and we'll unpack this, um, on our Patreon later, uh, well, not later this year, this year is over in 2023. We'll unpack on the Patreon, how Latoya's book is, is mixed with some truth and it's a, a lot, lot of stuff going on the toilet. But, but uh, <laughs> I think this is actually why you're talking about the Patreon. This is actually probably a good topic to expand on inside of the Patreon. This period of time, it's kind of lost. It's kind of like the lost years in a lot of Michael fans' minds. No one's thinking about this period of time from Motown to CBS and even that first album that they recorded at CBS. We kind of fast forward to the what some of the more popular albums. Um, But there's this period of time where there's a lot of transition happening, a lot of big changes. And some of them, whether Michael liked them or not, they were happening. Imagine having to go with the flow and you hate it. (laughs) Right. Some people cannot fake it. He had to fake this thing really hard. Yeah. Yeah, he couldn't. And unfortunately, and I've read Jermaine's book as well. I don't remember him talking about the variety show or how he felt about it. I do remember him talking about, you know, being lonely on a beach and crying when they had their first show without him. But I don't remember him talking about the variety show at all. So, and he might have, I would have to go back and look, but you know, I, I agree. I would like to know what everybody else thought because somebody thought it was a good idea, right? And and clearly, even according to Michael, they, they felt like it was a good idea at the beginning or when they were in Vegas doing the show. Somehow it translating over to television, 
that was where we lost. And it, and it could have been, you got to remember, right? The whole Motown breakup happens between their Vegas shows and then them taking this to television. So maybe Michael was just so like, I don't even want to do this because Jermaine's not here. Or I don't want to do this because I feel like my family is right. broken now. So right. he just goes been... into how he doesn't like it. I guess he kind of talked about the why. The why was kind of like, I just don't think it was, it was like, it was too rushed. We didn't have time to like the perfectionism in him jumps out and his why a little bit, but I wonder what more there is to the why. I also wonder if Joe talked about this in his book, which we didn't get an English translation of, but Joe was executive producer. I wonder what his thoughts would have were on us if he ever talked about it again in his book. I think what did it only get printed in German or something? So I mean, which I don't know. why Joe? Why girl? Because it was supposed to come out in English and it was some drama. Of course, it was some drama, and so it didn't. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm really curious about this period of time. Everyone else's views on this. Michael didn't like it. But again, this is something that the fans will dig up, especially fans of the Jacksons. If you're a fan of Michael with big hair, oh, you all over this, you know, and you're a fan of the Afro era and the bell bottom era and that whole, if that, especially if that's your, your childhood. Yeah, they're all over this. But yeah, Michael said he didn't like it. He really trashed it real quick. And I guess at this point, he was making CBS so much money. He's like, I'm gonna say what I want to say in my book that right. I'm not really writing. And his collection of essays, prompt answers. Mm-hmm. That's what we're gonna call it. His collection of prompt answers. And I just want to shout out, I know you kind of hit on the guest stars. There were only 12 episodes. So I just want to give a shout out to everybody who appeared on this show with the Jacksons because it must have been nerve wracking standing next to Michael trying to dance with them because most of these people showed up during musical numbers. So Sonny Bono was on there, Mackenzie Phillips, Ed McMahon, Joey Bishop. He was one of the Rat Pack. Uh, Red Fox, Carol O'Connor, who played uh, Archie Bunker on All in the Family and later played Chief Gillespie on In the Heat of the Night. Uh, Dom DeLuise, George Miller, Muhammad Ali, Betty White, Georgia Engel. David Letterman actually appeared twice on the show. John Biner. The Nicholas Brothers, Harold and Fared. I mean, I really, I need to watch that episode because I want to see them dancing because them two them boys can dance, honey. Um, Linda Carter and Tim Conway all appeared on this show. And CBS, for the 12 episodes that it ran, I'm sure had blockbuster ratings. I know Michael was like, oh, this wasn't, they said it was supposed to help us and, you know, with our music, but I don't think that happened. I just, I don't know how much it helped, but there's no way it wasn't helpful for people to now be reminded of the Jacksons. They had left Motown and their last like hit hit was like, what, Dancing Machine? They were on a slide at Motown that you don't leave Motown because things are just so great. So CBS is, again, again, CBS was like, I don't know about them as well. So it makes sense what CBS was trying to do. Let's reintroduce them to the public. Let's remind them how talented this family is. Let's remind them how talented little Michael is. He's not so little anymore. We have to market him a little differently. We have to move him into adult land, but here's some other kids from this family. They have a whole bunch of them. So we're going to bring them out too. Like, I think what CBS was doing makes sense. Michael didn't like it. He might not have agreed with it, uh, but I can understand where they were headed. What do you think is a 1.5? Yeah, it's one of those, you know, allow me to reintroduce myself. You know, I'm sure that CBS wanted to take the Jacksons in a similar direction that they had been in with Motown, but also do something a little different because now Motown owns the songs, most of the songs that we know from the Jackson 5. They also know 
the name, the Jackson 5. Uh, they own, excuse me, the name, the Jackson 5. So now that we're rebranding them as the Jacksons, we've added Randy to the group to replace Jermaine, to, you know, to make it five members again, because that was aesthetically pleasing to the fans. This is them repackaging them and saying, this is who these guys are now. They're the same guys, you know, but kind of different. And, and we're going to add their sisters in so that you can see a dynamic um, that you haven't seen before from them. And I'm really surprised that Reby participated in this because Reby didn't seem like a TV skit type gal. Well, I don't know why you're surprised. She wanted to be in show business too. So, I mean, that's not shocking. That's not shocking that any of them are, at this point, they all... They were in Hollywood. They At this point, the girls have seen the success of their brothers. Of course, it's like, you know, and Joe is, of course, thinking of how he can try and bring them in and get them their own careers. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not shocked at all that anybody participated. And that's why I think there's probably some different opinions about the quality or the enjoyment of having done this show. And um, so certainly we would, I mean, always love to hear what Reby thinks about this show what Latoya's thinking what the boys were thinking but yeah the Jackson 5 variety series a very short-lived series about a year it ran and I don't know the the plug was pulled for do we know why the plug was pulled was it choice by choice or by force I think it was I think it was by choice I don't know I don't I haven't seen anything anywhere that this show was a flop it was only 12 episodes so I think it was by choice. I think Michael didn't want to do it. They also now are going to be in the studio recording for CBS, recording their records for CBS. They're going to be doing uh, promotions and tours and things like that. It was only meant to be a summer series anyway. So the fact that they got 12 shows out of these, out of these guys, uh, I'm impressed. And there you have it. The Jackson's Variety Show. That's day seven for the Black Jackson Estate Presents. The 12 Days of Christmas. We do hope you'll come back and join us for day eight. It's going to be a good one. I think you guys are really going to love day eight. You're going to love it. Uh, Come back. Hang out with us again. Happy holidays, everybody. We'll see you next time.